Hey, welcome to Passing the Crown Podcast, a safe space for mothers who are looking to build strong, long-lasting, authentic relationships with their daughters. Bi-weekly on Passing the Crown, we will discuss different ways to communicate different topics with your daughters to build these strong bonds. I'm your host, Christian, a teen-aged girl group leader, middle school teacher, and mother of three. Throughout my time working with young people, I have gained so much knowledge on how to successfully communicate with them and get them to communicate with me. I am overjoyed and excited to be able to share the information that I have learned throughout my years with you all, their parents. So thank you so much for being here today. Let's jump into the episode. Hey sisters, this week we are going to dive into an interview that I did with a friend of mine, Ms. Chanasa Numani. Chanasa is a science teacher at heart. She has been teaching for about nine, 10 years. She is currently in her first year as an AP of in high school. Like I said, I think I said, she goes to church with me. So she's my friend from church. And she was like one of the first people that just started, you know, talking to me and making me feel I loved and welcomed. So I love that about Shanasa. She has a really sweet spirit. She's such a hard worker. Um, And she's just going to give us some knowledge about some things that she has learned about communicating with young people in her time as an educator and in her time as an administrator currently. Shanasa is over the youth group at our school. She has been the coach of a basketball team. And now, like I said, she don't work her way up to AP. So that lets us know that she is knowledgeable and passionate about the field that she is in and working with these young people. She is also the host of the podcast, Teacher's Lounge Pod. Let's go ahead and get started in our conversation with Miss Shanasa Numani. Hey, girl. Hey. This episode is brought to you by Mother Daughter Date Night. Hey, mamas. So, our first daughter date night will be January 15th, 2022 at 6 o'clock p.m. Make sure you add that to your calendar now, sister, now. January 15th, 2021 at 6 o'clock p.m. Bring your daughter to a date. Our topic of conversation for the night will be hashtag reliving my first date. We are going to embark on conversations and let our daughters know how our first dates went for us. Click the link in the show notes to save your spot for our first mother-daughter date night. Come on, girl. Hey, ladies. Here she is. I introduce to you all my friend, Miss Chanasa Nomani. Hey, everybody. Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited. Yay. Me too. I was excited to, um, I was just sharing with them before you uh, came here 
that I'm excited to be talking to somebody else because you know, sometimes you can feel real crazy just talking to the mic. <laughs> <I know. laughs> it's weird being in this space sometimes, but as you, you know, as you continue to go on, you'll you'll get the it won't be as weird. You'll just <laughs> you'll just be talking to be talking. <laughs> right. That's that's how it is. And I usually do my little um at first I was doing my YouTube videos, but I like this so much more. I feel so comfortable, like yeah. not trying to worry about what I look like and all of that and just being right. like talk and say what I got to say. Right, right. Creating good conversation. I love it. Yes, girl. Okay. So I want to give you some time to just kind of introduce yourself to everybody, whatever you want to share with us. um, Please share with us. All right. Hey, everybody. I am Chanasa Namani. I am a uh, now an assistant principal here in Houston, Texas. I um, am in education. I love kids. I have always worked with kids in some way, shape, form. So it's just in me. Um, so, yeah, I am. Of course, I got a shout out. I'm an HBCU grad. I graduated hey. from Fairview a So shout out to us. <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> I am in like this new space where um, I'm getting more comfortable with sharing my story, sharing the parts that I kind of were like, you know, iffy about. But you know, here I am now. I, you know, I, I also have a podcast as well, uh, the Teachers Lounge podcast that I started last year, um, just to give teachers a space, a safe space to just be themselves, say what you want to say, relax, and let's help each other grow. Because as we all know, being in the education world right now, um, you know, it has its ups and downs, <laughs> and we feel them every single time so I wanted to create that space so so yeah so that's where I am right now um I'm a first year AP so my life is just turned upside down right now so I've still got some adjusting to do yeah I can feel that but you got this that's one thing I know I don't know you that well you know because we just know each other from church Mm -hmm. um but I could definitely tell that you're such a hard worker. I love how organized you are. I'm always like, oh, I need some of that in my life. Who organized? Who organized? You seem so like, I got this together, baby. Oh, babe, I'm glad I seem like that. <laughs> you do. I'd be like, okay, she on it. I like that. Behind the scenes, y'all don't even know. <laughs> That's how it be for real, actually. So I know what you mean, but you make it look good, girl. Oh, thank you. Okay, so let's go ahead and jump in. My first question, you probably already said this, but how long have you been a teacher? Um, well, let's see. See, I got some technical years and some. So when I started education, I um, I started as basically a substitute from paraprofessional to teacher to where I am right now. Um, so I technically, I say 10 years, um, but I've like been a classroom teacher I guess seven, and then now this will be my eighth year, I guess, by the state of Texas. I don't know, but I say 10 years altogether. <laughs> okay. That's cool. And you taught science, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember. Okay. Yep. So I guess I'm I'm nine years in. This um, yeah, this ninth year has been something else for me. It's kind of a I'm happy because I got it together type of thing or you know of course you still always learn right 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 I feel really confident in like what I'm doing and how I'm doing it now I feel a lot um more secure 
in my teaching, shall I say? Yeah, and that, it comes with time too, you know, because I know, but I just, I don't know. Now I'm, I'm the newbie now, so I'm relearning a whole new section of education. So now I feel like I'm, I'm back down trying to crawl yeah. my way back up now. Yeah, but have you been enjoying being? Oh, I love it. It's y'all don't understand. It's crazy. Like I talk about it, and even somebody—I guess I don't know—somebody was like, "Do you even like it?" I was like, "I love it." Like I get up every day at four thirty a.m. with ease. Like I'm up, I'm dressed, I make my lunch. Like I'm ready to go to work. I get to work at six um, just to prepare my day, but. I just feel like to me, that's something that I haven't felt in a long time. Like I am excited to get up. I'm excited to go to work to see because the days are so crazy. Each day is new. It's fast, you know, Um, but I really love my campus and I really love my team. So, you know, so, yeah, I absolutely I love I love what I'm doing. Oh, that's so great. And you're at a high school. Yeah. Yes. Now it is my first year in high school, too. So. It's a different ball game up there. <laughs> I'm sure. That's what I want to move around to. I'm really, um, it's like I love being with the kids, but I'm I'm over all of the, like, the teachers. Christian, you would love high school girls, though. You would hey. love them. You, you, yeah. you, but we got some characters, but you would love Because <laughs> I'm definitely, like, I need to move around. Um, mm-hmm. I call myself trying to tough it out so that I could be a teacher for 10 years before I move mm-hmm. on. But at this point, I'm like, <laughs> scratches my head because I don't even know no more. I'm just trying to make it. Right. <laughs> I just can't even stress about it. I literally just today. Nope. That was yesterday. Actually, my kids was doing a number on me and I just had to stop and start praying. They all looking at me like, Yep, y'all did that to me. Y'all yes, did that to me. Yes, it's y'all. Exactly. Exactly. Why did you decide to be a teacher? And when did you decide I want to work with kids? Um, I think deep down I always knew, but I tried to run away from it. So, like I wanted to be a teacher as a child, like I don't know, maybe until I guess maybe eighth grade because eighth grade, I really loved science. And that's when I just was taking all of these science classes in high school. So I was like, well, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to major in pre-med. And, you know, that's just what it is. I'm going to study science because I love this so much. Um, But got to school, realized I'm not going to school. I'm, I'm not going to be a doctor. <laughs> they make you take this seminar class and the seminar class basically is showing you what your life is going to be like after you graduate from this pre-med program. Then you got to go to medical school, all of this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting in that class my freshman year. I knew, right? No, I got to get out of this. Like, so, but I had a really good advisor and he was like, why don't you be a teacher? Like, you love science. Why don't you just merge the two? Da, da, da. And I was just like, teachers don't make no money. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. I ain't doing it. But yeah. once I started, I changed my major, started getting into it. It was It's like, it felt like there's nothing else that I could have. I don't even know what else I would be doing, honestly. Like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I can't even think of when we started <laughs> in the pandemic. I struggled with the virtual teaching and the virtual everything. I was like, I need to be with people. I need to touch. I need to see. I need to be in my room. 
This episode is brought to you by Mother Daughter Date Night. Hey mamas! So, our first daughter date night will be January 15th, 2022 at 6 o'clock p.m. Make sure you add that to your calendar now, sister, now! January 15th, 2021 at 6 o'clock p.m. Bring your daughter to a date. Our topic of conversation for the night will be hashtag reliving my first date. We are going to embark on conversations and let our daughters know how our first dates went for us. Click the link in the show notes to save your spot for our first mother-daughter date night. Come on, girl. So I was like, I would never last at an office an office job. Yeah. I would never last. I wouldn't last. I'm the same way. I always say I was the worst virtual teacher. Because by the time them kids started getting bored, I was already 10 times bored. We were bored. I was PowerPointed out. I didn't want to do another PowerPoint. I was just like, what are we doing? Talking to blank um, screens or little yeah, That part, no. I was like, no. So, um, but I just feel like deep down, I always knew. I just tried to run away from it. But, you know, I've, I've always been okay as a teacher. Like, I've always loved, you know, had some hard years. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I love that. I I kind of feel the same. Um, I can remember all the way back in fourth grade. I used to always say, I'm gonna be a teacher. I'm gonna be a teacher. I didn't know what I was gonna teach. Um, because I tried to teach little kids at first. Mm-hmm. When I was at TSU A. When I was at TSU, um, at first I was an early childhood to what is it like EC through six, EC I believe. Through six, yeah. Yes. Girl, they put me on a third on an elementary campus and they had me in a third grade classroom. I want to tell our little lady, no, you can take me up out of here because this is going to make me not want to be a teacher. I can't do the snotty noses and the tattletelling. Yeah, and the- all of that. All of that. I can't. I cannot. <laughs> oh, we girl. But that's beautiful. I love talking to teachers that enjoy being a teacher that want to be yes. there. Because yes. those are the type of teachers that our kids need. Yes. What makes my opinion. What makes school so hard for kids, one, they struggling already. And then on top of that, when they get teachers that don't really want to be there, so they halfway teaching them, they feel tired. So all they want to do is yell at them and, you yeah, know, try to control that. them and stuff. Exactly. That's what breaks the kids down and makes them not want to be here. And um, people don't realize I actually had to have a conversation with a teacher, um, and now that I'm in this position, I get to have those conversations because I loved what I did. Like I would still like I would still be in the classroom. You know what I mean? Like I love being in there. So but he had made the comment that, you know, he wasn't going to help the students anymore because they should already know how to they're in pre cal So they should already know how to do whatever this foundation was. Yeah. And the kids struggle. Well, of course, the, you know, everybody is kind of behind. We weren't really in person because people had choices last year, whether if you wanted to bring your kids or if you didn't want to bring your kids. So some students were literally virtual since March of 2020. Like, and this is their first time back. So I had to explain to him that if people at home have given up on them, they come to your classroom and they really want to know how to do this problem. Mm -hmm. And their teacher just told them, I'm done. 
you just gave up on them. Right. So now you're another person in their life who has that fast given up on them just just because they didn't know how to do a pro something prior knowledge. Yes. So no, it's our job as educators to get them there. So they're not there. Okay, that's fine. Like, I don't know why people think of that as something negative. Like if the students aren't there, they're not there. Okay. But it's our job to get them there, meet them where they are so that they can be, you know, be further along. But I have, and he made him realize he was like, you're right. Like, I don't want to be that person. And I don't want to be a person that gives up on them. But that's the type of people that the students need in their lives. Facts. I completely agree with that. I feel like, especially in high school, I feel like in middle school when my babies, they still kind of childish. <laughs> but I have, um, I have all of these kids that are kind of going through, you know, of course they say all the time in middle school, mm. they're kind of going through hormones. So, so many times the teacher will tell me, this kid come to your class? They don't never come to my class. I wish they wouldn't come to my... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. I'm like, hey, when are you going to skip my class? Yeah. Um, but my kids know, like, that's one thing that they tell me all the time. Like, I just love being in your room. It feels so homey. A lot of the times they don't have that at their house. They and that's all they're missing. Like they just miss that feeling. Right. Exactly. So it's definitely our responsibility to make them feel good about themselves, to let them know mm-hmm. it's it's cool. If you don't know this, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, um, absolutely. Exactly. I've been teaching reading intervention now for three years and I love teaching reading intervention. Um, when I was in a reading class, you know, you're trying to meet your teeks. If your right. kids showing get ready for the test, mm-hmm. they looking at you upside your head. Um, but I love that with reading intervention, I'm able to like break it down a little bit more. And when the kids are being successful, because I'm bringing it to them on their level, they get excited about that. They love Absolutely. coming to my class. Literally. Um, so that's really good. Okay. They need us. Mamas. Our kids need us. Yes, yes, yes. Right? Because sometimes we kind of feel like, oh, I got my own thing going on. And I know because I have children too. So sometimes I'm so worn out that I don't want to spend time with them. But if I'm not spending time with them and a teacher's giving up on them, then they're going to feel defeated already. Right, right, right. Nobody pumping me up. Nobody telling me that I can do this. I can do that. And they really need that in their lives. And you know what? I've also a tidbit now. I'm not a mom or anything, but what I've learned to be intentional, even with the things that you have going on, put it in the calendar and stick to it. Like to I, I promise y'all, I live by my calendar. I don't make a move. If it's not at this point, if it's not on there, I, I'm not going. I don't know about it. I'm not about to rush and try to yep. do something. But be intentional. If you want to spend time, go walking with your kid. Go walk to the park. That's your, you know, y'all be intentional just about spending any type of time right. with them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And they need that. They love when I, because, you know. Mama Christian sometimes be feeling like I got to get on my soapbox. That's what I tell you. <laughs> like, all right, I'm going to stop preaching to y'all now. But at some point, actually, I know the point. We'll talk about it a little later when I ask you one of these questions. Um, mm-hmm. But at one point, it, it kind of clicked for me. Like, you know what? I'm in here with these kids for a really long period of time. Nobody else talking to them about life. So let, let me dabble a little. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, in their classrooms and I mean, yeah, in their classrooms. 
And the kids love it. The kids enjoy when we're talking about random stuff. They really want connection. That's really what they want. They right. want somebody to, you know, care. And educators got to realize, like, your classroom is your platform. Like, use your platform right. wisely. Use your platform to build them up, to show them something new. Or, you know, just to make that one little connection, like you said, can go, uh, I mean, it can just go so far. So, so, so far. Absolutely. I completely agree. What do you feel like has been the hardest thing for you when it comes to dealing with or communicating with the kids? And when I mean dealing with, like when you have one of those kids that you keep trying little stuff with, but they just still, you know, like, dang, I'm not getting through to them. They giving me a hard time. I'm trying. I'm trying not to lose my patience. This episode is brought to you by Mother Daughter Date Night. Hey, mamas. So our first daughter date night will be January 15th, 2022 at 6 o'clock p.m. Make sure you add that to your calendar now, sister. Now, January 15th, 2021 at 6 o'clock p.m. Bring your daughter to a date. Our topic of conversation for the night will be Hashtag reliving my first date. We are going to embark on conversations and let our daughters know how our first dates went for us. Click the link in the show notes to save your spot for our first mother-daughter date night. Come on, girl. So what's been the hardest thing for you? Um, I think uh, for me, the hardest thing, especially working with high school now, um, some people might not agree with this, but I do believe um, that our teens and preteens, you know, they're in that young adult stage. They're getting there. Um, and we know that these kids are just, you know, way more advanced and have are open to a lot more things than we were. Um, but I believe in giving people their space. And, you know, yes, you want kids to know the rules and yes, you want them to do right. And yes, you don't want them to, you know, I don't know, skip class or whatever, you know, whatever the case may be. But guess what? They're kids. Mm -hmm. They're going to do it. You know, they're going to do something that you, you know, they're going to break rules. They're going to do something that you might not think they should know not to do but they're going to do it anyway. Mm -hmm. But that's the time where you guide them. It's not necessarily about chopping down on them or coming down and all of that. But sometimes it's needed, you know, some, you know, depending on the situation, of course, um, but give them that space to see where they messed up, take accountability, but then guide them to what they're supposed to do. I think like earlier we were talking so many times that, you know, people just give up. Right. No, I'm going to give you a little space, you know, but tomorrow morning we're going to talk. We're going to talk about the, the choices you made. You know what I mean? Because it's important because I can't I don't feel comfortable sending you out into the world after you graduate and not once telling you what was right or what should have been done. No, you need to know how society works, how the world works. And that sometimes in life, things are just going to happen that we have no control over. But what do you do? You know what I mean? So I, I don't want to be the person to send a child out there like that. So I do my best to, if they need space, 
give them that space, but make sure it's a safe space where they come back to you to open up, to share, you know, what's really going on. Right. So moms, that's something else that we can use when we're talking to our daughters, making sure that when they're telling us these things, or even if I get a call from their teachers, such and such did all of these bad things, don't immediately beat them down. Like time to listen to them. See what you know, and like Shanasa just said, give them a little time because they what I really feel like adults don't think about a lot is that kids are people. Sometimes we yes. want to control them so bad. Yes. You're going to do what I said, do because I'm the mama. You're going to yeah. do what I said, do because I'm the teacher. But they are little people. They have their own feelings. Mm-hmm. They go through their own stuff. So I love that. Give them space to feel yeah. however they're feeling. Yes. And just let them know that, you know what? You can talk to me. There is nothing that you can do that will make me stop trying. Right, right, right. So my students, it's always, it always takes them a while to get used to me, but that's how I am. If we're in class, I can go from ah, to, hey, you need to straighten up because we're not acting like that in my class. Right, right. right. Okay. So anyway, did y'all know, blah, blah, blah. Like I I switch in and out. I can fuss at you, but I still love you. I'm fussing at you because I want you to know. Yeah, I'm going to keep on going because me fussing at you is not the end of the world. I just want you to take what I'm trying to teach you. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Okay. This episode is getting so good and so long, child. So we're going to stop it right here and we'll pick up with the rest of this interview in the next episode. Be blessed, ladies. See you next time. Oh, I mean,